Welcome to Since You Asked with Jim Barrier on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Send Jim your questions about the Bible and Christianity to jim at cgmradio.com. Subscribe to Since You Asked by visiting us online at cgmradio.com slash ask. And now, here's your host, Jim Barrier. It's the most wonderful time of the year when we join together with our family and friends to share food, stories, and presents. For many, Christmas is a time to honor the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and reflect on what our relationship with Him means in our lives. For some, though, Christmas is not a reminder of Jesus Christ's birth, but a holiday driven by traditions that were originated centuries ago in recognition of pagan gods and festivals. The debate over the origin of Christmas has long caused division between many, even among Christians. Does Christmas originate from a pagan holiday? Should we celebrate it in honor of Jesus, or consider the possibility of ignoring this holiday season altogether? First, let's look at how we came to understand Christmas as the beloved event we know it to be. Elizabeth got pregnant in June. Mary's Immaculate Conception was six months later, so Jesus was likely conceived in December and born in September. This makes sense because shepherds would not have been outside in the middle of the night in the middle of winter, nor would Caesar have ordered a census when travel would have been the most difficult. But church officials settled on December 25th at the end of the 3rd century, They wanted the date to coincide with existing pagan festivals honoring Saturn, the Roman god of agriculture, and Mithra, the Persian god of light. This made it easier to convert Rome's pagan subjects to Christianity, the empire's official religion. Then again, many of our traditions and sacred cows began as substitutes for pagan practices. Constantine built 19 churches modeled after pagan temples. Before that, Christians met in homes. Chrysostom, a student of Greek sophists, introduced the pulpit and the sermon. But Paul instructs the church in Corinth, when you come together, one of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. Church was not a building full of people standing up and sitting down on command, listening to a choir followed by announcements, an offering, then subjugated to a monologue with an introduction, three points, and conclusion punctuated by humorous anecdotes. Many of our traditions were taken from pagan culture, but that does not nullify their use. After splitting hairs over dates and times, We recognize days and months without flinching. Guess what? Our days of the week are named after pagan gods. Sunday for Sol or Helios, Monday for Luna or Selene, Tuesday for Mars or Aries, Wednesday for Mercury or Hermes, Thursday for Jove or Zeus, Friday for Venus or Aphrodite, Saturday for Saturn or Kronos. The 12 months of our calendar are January for the Roman god Janus, February after Februa 
instruments of purification during Roman festival of Lupercalia when young men ran through Rome wearing nothing but goatskin capes, playfully whipping women with the strips. March for Mars, the god of war. April after Aphrodite. May is named for Maya, the mythological nymph. June is from the goddess Juno, wife of Jupiter. July is named for Julius Caesar. August for Augustus Caesar. And the last four are numbers of the Roman calendar, which only had ten months. September, septum or seven. October, octo or eight. November, novum or nine. And December, decim or ten. We do not refuse to say Monday or Tuesday or January or February because of their pagan origins. That would be ridiculous. Still, many see Christmas as a veil for participating in pagan activities. And someone will point out that the word Christmas is not found in the Bible. Well, neither is the word Trinity, and we don't reject it. By the time of the second century, the earliest church records indicate that Christians were celebrating the birth of the Lord, an observance that sprang up organically from the devotion of ordinary believers. It was celebrated in Egypt in the 5th century and in England by the end of the 6th century. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, such conflict do you produce in me. Though many curse your boughs of green and say your presence is obscene, yet every year this Christmas tree brings to us so much joy and glee. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, what happiness you bring to me. Modern-day Pharisees love to preach that Christmas trees are pagan. How sad! Records of using greenery to celebrate the holidays predate widespread use of the phrase Christmas tree. English church records from the 15th and 16th century show that holly and ivy were brought in in the winter, inspiring the British carol, The Holly and the Ivy. In 1419, a guild in Freiburg put up a tree decorated with apples, wafers, tinsel, and gingerbread. In Paradise Plays, performed to celebrate the feast of Adam and Eve on Christmas Eve, a tree of knowledge was represented by an evergreen pine with apples tied to its branches. There is documentation of trees decorated with wool, thread, straw, apples, nuts, and pretzels. Germany is credited with starting the tradition of the Christmas tree in the 16th century, when devout Christians brought decorated trees into their homes. Legend says that Martin Luther first added lighted candles to a tree after walking toward his home one winter evening, composing a sermon. He was awed by the brilliance of the stars twinkling amidst the evergreens. To recapture the scene for his family, he erected a tree in the main room and donned its branches with lighted candles. I have had a Christmas tree in my house as long as I can remember, and not once has any member of my family ever bowed down and worshipped it. For that matter, many things are used to celebrate Christmas, like angels, stars, bells, trains, Snowmen, mistletoe, poinsettias, doves, stockings, wreaths, candles, and candy canes, cookies, gingerbread, and fruitcakes. I love all of them, except maybe the fruitcake.
Today, Christmas seems to be wrapped up in more commercialism than goodwill toward men. To some, Christmas is seen as something that doesn't bring attention to Christ, but as a pagan holiday coated in twinkling lights and secular traditions. Instead of buying into their cynicism, rejoice. Rejoice in the fact that a time is set aside to honor the birth of Christ. Rejoice when you hear people who have not yet personally met the Savior singing about Him. Rejoice that many will attend church and hear the gospel. Rejoice when charity is the order of the day. Of course, the Bible doesn't require that we celebrate Christmas once a year, but there is nothing wrong with entering this time of year with joy and celebrating the event that divides human history, the birth of our Savior. It is the perfect time to spread the joy that many feel during Christmas by sharing the good news about Jesus, sharing God's love with all you meet, and telling them about what Jesus has done in your life. It is a time for the memories, for good food, for being with loved ones, for singing carols, and yes, for opening those long-awaited presents. But Christmas isn't about what's under the tree. It is about the greatest gift ever given. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Don't let the most wonderful time of the year become the most stressful time of the year. Do what I do. Enjoy the carolers, the lights, the children's plays, the food, the family and friends. Go to a Christmas service. Give generously to those you love as well as to strangers. And do what the shepherds and wise men and angels did. Worship the king who came as a baby in order to save babies and kings alike. This is Jim Barrier on Since You Asked, wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Since You Asked is a production of Jim Barrier and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash ask.